What is up, zookeepers? It's Spencer for the Fiendster Zoo here. Just before we jump into today's episode, just wanted to share something super exciting with you guys. I got picked up by the Podbelly Network. This is super exciting. It's a network where a bunch of podcasters come together, share ideas, and most of all, share their podcast. So go check me out, podbelly.com, P-O-D-B-E-L-L-Y.com. Go find me there, give me a favorite, and also go check out a ton of different podcasts. They also have sponsors and merch, tons of cool stuff. Go check them out, podbelly.com, and of course, find The Fiendster Zoo. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fiendster Zoo. My name is Spencer and we are joined today by my lovely wife, Shalane. Say what's up. Hey everyone. So we just had our eight year anniversary and it's been a trip. So, so amazing and so many highs. And today we just kind of wanted to share our story as I, like, you know, like this podcast is all about sharing, sharing your love story and making it intentional. And yeah, so we're just going to celebrate that today. So we're going to kick things off real simply. Um, we're going to start with our wedding day, just kind of break through the past eight years, share our highs, some lows, and just share our story together. So I think we're just going to jump right into our wedding day. So July 11th, 2014. Babe. How was it? Busy. (laughs) (laughs) The first word that comes to mind when I think back on it is busy. I think that's true for anyone's wedding, but I just feel like ours was a bit extra. It started like a couple months early. We started crafting. Yes. We did a lot of our own stunts for our wedding. <laughs> a lot of our own prep. Call me Tom Cruise. I do my own stunts. <laughs> um, we were slightly foolish <laughs> in choosing a venue about an hour, what, about an hour outside of where we lived? Yeah, at the time. Yeah, it would have been about an hour away. So, and we foolishly No, I don't think foolish is the right word. We knew what we were getting ourselves into, but we arrogantly didn't care (laughs) about the fact that we wanted a morning wedding also. Yeah, so we we rented a whole campground. We had an outdoor wedding, which was great in July. The weather was perfect. Amazing, yeah. We rented a whole campground for our 300 guests and us. Yeah, I think that that's what we capped out at. I don't think quite 300 showed up, but... It was a lot. And we built everything. Mm-hmm. If you've seen our wedding pictures, the arbor, I built that. I built a mini golf course. Built signs, like wood Going stick signs. Yep. Of course, all our table decor, all the little decorations. We, we built it all. Yep. Well, we didn't do too much table decor. We did classic picnic style. So it's true, classic picnic style. But we had all the little signs for our candy table. Mm-hmm. We lots of little pieces that no one noticed, but we put a lot, of, a lot of late nights into. Yep. Yep. So yeah, we we started months back 
we handmade all our own invitations. Yes. And they weren't just a simple one full card. <laughs> they had no. pockets and pullouts and You it, opened them in a knot tied. Like this was <laughs> This was the real deal, guys. We, st- we have to still have one, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure it's in our memory box. I'll have to find it and I'll post it on Instagram or something. These invitations were a work of art. Science. They were science, guys. <laughs> Wax sealed the envelopes and everything. Mm-hmm. They were good. It really, they were really set good. the tone for our whole wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's set the stage wedding day for July 11th. I woke up in a trailer full of guys at the campground. At a reasonable hour. At a reasonable-ish hour. We were at the hairdressers, I think, by 6.30, so that we could all get our hair done in time to leave to get there for, what was it, a 10, 10, ten, or, 10, 10 a. or 11 a.m. wedding? It was a 10 a.m. start to the wedding, which did not start on time. No. Nothing ever starts on time, let alone weddings. <laughs> so that's fine. That's fine. So yeah, we had this picnic theme. It was super good. We set up as much as we could the day before. So the morning was supposed to be super chill and good. And for the most part, it was. Yeah. I, it wasn't, like, bad stressful. No, it was, it was day of anxiety is the best way to put it, I think. For, for me, anyway. I was just so anxious. Not nervous, because I wasn't scared to do it. I wanted to do it. But that anxiety of, like, I want to start. I think that you had a lot more prep and other things, too, right? So we got up early. We went to the hairdressers. And then we went home and had our makeup done. And then the photographer showed up. But, like, it was... normal girly hustle and bustle type of stuff right you still had to like put the 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 signs up the last minute put everything up set the tables make sure like everything was Mm -hmm. ready for the rest of the day so it was different sides of the way exactly what were i know top three things for wedding day can you do a top three not even top three but like three things that stand out that stand out yeah so eight years later what's what's ingrained in my mind so first of all the big one to be ingrained in my mind is our blindfolded photos now that could just be with like photos and stuff but the fact that we yeah the fact that we did the not first look but the blindfolded photos loved that yeah um, second would be the fact that we did our letters after. So we, I don't like public speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did the prescriptive vows. We instead. did prescriptive vows. Exactly. But we wrote our own vows in a letter form that we then shared together afterwards. Just yeah. the two of us. Yeah. Cause those were our vows to each other. They didn't have to be publicly declared. For those ones. Exactly. So that was just really, it was really intimate. I really liked that. Um, And then third, probably after everything, it was just such a good, we had a good vibe at our wedding. So good. It was super chill. 
if you know our families, like my family doesn't play well together, but because we had the space and because we had, we kind of thought of these things. So it just kept everything super chill. Like, yeah, there was lots going on. People could do their own things. People could do things together. It was a whole day. Well, it was a whole weekend thing. Found out after the fact that like five of my cousins like took off for a couple hours and went fishing. Like, yeah, it was was great. Perfect. It was great. That's essentially what we wanted. Yeah, is the combining and the joining of two families it's in a like a whole weekend party yeah in not like the tradition in the traditional but not in like the no I, I don't want to use the word because people are going to hate on me but like a stuffy wedding that's that's what I was going to say too that's what was coming to my mind is like and you wanted the merging like there's we even in our family we've had some really traditional weddings that are beautiful, beautiful. and I love them that's just, that's not, just us. not us. Yeah. So I I pre-written three things down, and I know you haven't looked through my notes. <laughs> I have not. So my first top pick was I was blindfolded when your limo pulled up. You and didn't even know we I, had a limo. I, knew, I didn't even know we had a limo. <laughs> I didn't know you had a limo until after the wedding. <laughs> yeah. But I was standing with my best man, uh, Jason. What's up? Thanks for listening. And he had already blindfolded me, and I heard something way too big pulling up on this gravel road, and horns honking, and I knew it was you. And we've got a picture of, like, Jason and I standing together, and I've just got the biggest grin on my face. And it's honestly one of my favorite pictures, because, like, that moment, Mm -hmm. I was like, my bride is here. It's, like, one of my favorite moments of the wedding, and it... I couldn't see a thing. <laughs> and then my other two points were um, the blindfolded photos, like the pre-wedding photos. They were phenomenal, and I loved them. And you can see the stress in my face because I just wanted to like, <laughs> rip my blindfold off. And for the same thing, the, the photos of us reading our letters together. Mm-hmm. They're just perfect like you said they're intimate that's just a moment for just us and our photographer because she was there too did a phenomenal job and my last like big major point that I loved was the first time I saw you as my bride looked down the aisle watched you coming up the hill because we got married on a grassy hill which was perfect you're walking up the hill with your dad and it was the perfect moment yeah, it was. It, yeah. Top moments of the day for me, those are it. But you, you nailed it. The theme with the, the vibe that was at our wedding, it was just such a good, good day. But on the flip side. <laughs> on the flip side. What were your hardest parts of that? Not even hardest parts, but like what were like behind the scenes what no one noticed what's what do you remember eight years later well the first one none of our music worked that's my first point too (laughs) all of my music files got corrupted we had had a bootleg wedding (laughs) shoddy service so you couldn't even google what songs we wanted (laughs) the only song in our wedding that was supposed to be there (laughs) 
was you walking down the aisle because your cousin had it on her phone. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else was what it was supposed to be. But then, but then, her phone rings <laughs> mid-aisle lock <laughs> for the girls. Yeah. So they played it off really great. It was awesome. <laughs> Our wedding party was all-time rock stars, <laughs> and they played it off so well. Yes. That was when, was it Kara and Corey were walking down? I don't even remember who it was, but all of a sudden the music sure changed was... to I'm So Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Kara and Corey. But so, it was good. It was, was, good. I loved it was it. good. It was the perfect mistake. <laughs> and you know what? Can't that part didn't laugh. even bother me. That part didn't even bother me. But it was frustrating in the moment to get there. And realize And I don't remember music. who pulled me aside and they were like, I know we aren't supposed to stress you out, essentially. So my girls went to the guys and said, here's the deal. You don't go to Shalane. You don't go to Shalane for anything. You come to us. We will deal with it. This is not, this is not her stress now. This is, this is between us now. Your girls were way better than my guys. I'm just saying you guys are (laughs) awesome and I love you, but the girls won that day. But I remember being pulled aside and then being like, so none of the music's working and we don't know what you want us to do about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so that was number one. Past that? I only have one other thing on my list. I was wearing makeup because of my sunglasses burn. <laughs> well, I was so mad at you about that. <laughs> the day before, my guys took me out golfing, which was the best day. We all got dressed up in the worst golfing attire. We're talking plaid pants and tie-dye shirts. It was so bad. We went and played 18 holes of golf. And I, in the first part of the morning, I put on sunscreen on my face and everything because I knew Shalane was going to kill me if I got sunglasses burn. But I forgot to reapply. Guys, always reapply your sunscreen. I had a really bad sunglasses burn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Really bad sunglasses burn. And your sister was able to hide and blend fairly well. But if you look at any of our pictures where it's even half a close-up on my face, you can absolutely see my burn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember reading you the riot act beforehand. Mm -hmm. Which is why I put sunscreen on in the first place. Yeah. But past that, like, there were a few, like, I'm sure nitty gritty things that I could come up with. But for the most part, like, that was, that was the big one. Yeah, and even the music, like, my cousin somehow had his entire, his entire music collection in his trunk with mixed tables and speakers. Yeah, so a few songs weren't what they were supposed to be. Nope. But my cousin, you know who you are. Thank you. You killed it. You made our wedding great. <laughs> we would have had no music. <laughs> yeah. Which really sucks for a dance. <laughs> really, what do you say to that? Yeah. In our eight moves, we could do this in chronological order, but this is how my notes are, so we're, we're going to do it this eight way. Eight moves? In our eight years, we've moved a lot. We have moved a fair bit, yep. So, when we first were together, I lived in Calgary. Well, technically, I lived in Lethbridge originally. 
And I lived out here. Yeah, Shalane lived out here on the west coast in uh, beautiful Nanaimo. Yep. So we fixed that. We moved you to Ca- or to High River. Mm-hmm. I moved to Calgary. Yep. Then we both moved to a different spot in High River. Yes. We had a basement suite when we first got married. For all of two months? Yes. I was offered a transfer position for work. And I was given three different locations, and we chose Medicine Hat. Because Grand Prairie is stupid. And Sorry Cold Lake is really <laughs> cold. <laughs> Sorry for anyone who lives in those locations. They are certainly not for us. So, so we moved to the Hat. We moved to Medicine Hat, and we moved in September. So got married July, moved September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were in that condo for a year before we moved to the trailer. Yeah, we had to... Yeah, double wide trailer in the park on the south end of town there. It was great. I loved that place. Had a huge yard. Ugly yellow house. It was great. (laughs) Perfect. And then we were there for two years before moving out here. So we really haven't moved that much. Well, we moved to Gabe, onto Gabriola Island. Yeah, we were on Gabe for seven months, and then we were here, and now we've been here for four. Yeah. So not not as many moves as other people, but a lot more moves than I was anticipating. And a lot all over. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. So shortly after we moved to the hat, we got some big news. Do, do, do. We got the news that uh, Shalane and I were expecting our first daughter. Miss Tinsley. Yep. Ball of fun she is. (laughs) Now, of course, that's like a big, super big high. I wanted to share one story in particular. Go ahead. So, Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving Day, or around the day, whatever, whenever we were sitting down for turkey. Well, we had invited everyone out to Medicine Hat to do Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. At our little tiny At our room. tiny little apartment. 500 square feet. Yeah, it was really little. It was a really little apartment. Um, yeah, so we had invited everyone over, and one by one they showed up, and I had devised this plan to have um, Shalane's mom help me grab a couple extra chairs, which I had hid in our, well, what was going to be our nursery, which we had preliminarily set up so it wasn't perfect but there was it was obviously a nursery we had a crib up we had some stuffies out yeah because you're talking to the man who finds out that we're expecting and i think it was like two weeks later we went garage sailing and found all the big stuff you possibly need i'm talking you find a crib at a garage sale that's in perfect shape you get it. We had a crib, we had a stroller, and we had a change table already. Within like two weeks of finding out. And all from the same place. This lady was clearing out their baby stuff. And it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> and super cheap. So, we had done some nesting. By we, I mean I. Had done some nesting. I had set up the nursery. And I devised this plan to invite Shalane's mom into said nursery to the ruse was to grab chairs for for Thanksgiving dinner and I've never seen joy like that on your mom's face it was (laughs) perfect I opened the door and she walked in and it took her like three steps in 
and then it clicked. It's like, there's a crib here. Yep. Best moment ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really she was. She went, oh, no way, really? Oh my goodness, yay! And then everyone came in, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. I love that story. It makes me happy. For your one. So yeah, so we did that. I made note in these notes, essentially, of just unmet expectations for marriage <laughs> as hello. Yeah. Um, whether you want to actually talk about that or cut that out or whatever. But that was like a purposeful note that I had popped in there. Yeah, of no. just let's dive into it. What what what's your tops there? Well, it wasn't even that I had like a list. It was just literally the reality of we got married. We moved three hours away from family. We are now expecting. And guess what? Not every day is beautiful sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> no, it's the truth, though. Like, that first year of marriage was huge, huge growth for us. We really had to find out who we were as a couple. Mm-hmm. Which really great like every time we talk about every time we talk about the kind of the things we did right or we like reminisce back some of the best or one of the best choices we did or made was moving to Medicine Hat and just having it only be the two of us and just having to figure it out yeah it was one of the best and scariest decisions of our life. We both moved away from our protective sphere. Yes. So even though I was out here a lot of the time that I didn't live in Alberta, I would still have a support system out here. So Medicine Hat, we didn't know anyone else. We didn't know anyone else close by. <laughs> No, like I have, It was just us. I have like far extended family out there. I think I saw them once the whole time we were out there and that was like random run. I was going to say I think it was a random meeting. It wasn't even. Yeah, like I, I I saw my cousin a couple times at like the Walmart parking lot and we were like walked through Walmart and talked to each other and caught up while we were shopping. Like Yeah. Like just very disconnected. Good family, but disconnected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just moved to, we moved away and had to figure life out on our own. And it was good. It was so good for us. It was very hard. Exactly. And even though like we have over a decade of knowing each other as friends and talking very, very frequently through all of that time, or like 90% of that time, we still, because Shalane lived out here and I lived in Lethbridge and we didn't have a long dating relationship. Yeah. And, and when we were dating, it was at distance. Like, we never really spent that much time in extended close proximity. Time. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it was, it was a learning curve. Like, not a bad one. It was good for us, but it was, it was, we had, we had to learn to be a couple. Mm-hmm. 
a real couple mm-hmm. and like we had originally laid out roles for what we thought was going to happen and none of them stuck like i was going to do budgeting <laughs> now shalane does all the budgeting yeah, like we, stuff like that which we had thought that was going to go that way you have conversations it's one thing to put those things into conversations it's another thing to put them into practice right so um i had gone in saying i'm sick of responsibility of money i want you to take on this lead and i tried and you tried but that's not what i'm good at i don't have the fiscal analytical mind as you do. Well, not that I'm that great at it, at it sometimes either. <laughs> no, but you're, you're more adept to it than I am. So, like, these roles that we had laid out originally, like, I I had run my adult life just fine thus far. I thought I knew how to budget for a, a, a full household family, everything, too, but it just, it didn't play it that way. And that's okay. And right? that's okay. And that's part of that first year of being together that we had expectations. It didn't go that way. <laughs> We're a team. Let's figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's a really good point to have. It's just that that first year of marriage was a lot of expectations. Some of them were bang on. Most of them weren't. Mm-hmm. Like, turns out neither one of us likes doing dishes. No. How often did either of us come home from work? And it was like, a college frat party in our kitchen. <laughs> we frequently <laughs> ran out of flatware and cutlery. <laughs> I think one time I bought more just so I didn't do dishes for the night. <laughs> so we <laughs> have learned. You guys, we've learned how to keep house better. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, Shalane got the job of dishes. <laughs> but there is a fair trade-off for it. I hate, and I don't use that word very often, I hate making the bed. And now she doesn't have to. It's just like little things like that that you figure out. And you don't think that it's a big deal, but it really is a big deal. Yeah. So there's new expectations. And you know what? Every year of marriage, there's new ones. Of course. As, especially like, as our girls grow older, at, like Tinsley is seven. Mm-hmm. How messed up is that? Right. Tinsley turned seven in May, and there's just every year with these girls, there's a new dynamic. Something else we have to learn. Something else I especially have to learn. I grew up in a house of all boys. I have never been around young girls. Even as a young boy, I was seldom around young girls, except for, like, playing soccer. Yep. Like... <laughs> a little spitfire of emotions. Oh, man. Boys are just out to cause mass chaos and hurt themselves and everything around them. That I know how to deal with. Yep. <laughs> and now we have daughters. And now we have daughters. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that that's really going to wrap up year one for us. What uh, year two? What's the big notes for year two? Mm. 
Well, technically, within year one, we still had our gender reveal. That's true. I know that that was too good of a story not to... That is too good of a story not to share. Not to highlight. So, yeah. So we had planned a gender reveal party for Tinsley, which we had a lot of people coming to. Yeah, we kind of let both sides of the family and close friends know, hey, we're going to do a gender reveal. We're going to be in... I know we were coming from a hockey game. So, you know, we will meet at my parents' house after we get back from... One of the boys were doing playoffs. I'm assuming it's my youngest. So, went to hockey. Hockey ran late. (laughs) Yeah. Guys, we didn't even make it to our own party on time. (laughs) We did not make it to our own party. We had one of our friends open up Shalane's parents' house and invite family whom they had never met into the home <laughs> if that's not our fiendster style i don't know what is. <laughs> right yep but we had friends at the time who owned the dairy queen so we got an ice cream cake so we got an ice cream cake in the center it's supposed to be colored the right color you know how it is classic it you know blue, how it everyone runs take your guess. you know how it runs so we get to the party late because the party is late, we are rushing, and we have not taken and let the cake thaw properly. It was a very frozen ice cream cake. And we got everyone's guesses, and you know, comes the time, alright, let's cut the cake. With a really sharp knife. To a frozen cake. Guys, I could not stab this thing through the middle of that cake. <laughs> It took my entire body weight to, like, with the tip, stab the center of this cake. It was so much effort. It was so frozen. I had to get boiling hot water and, like, boil the knife with my full body weight (laughs) to cut this cake. I had a buddy of mine help me for a while. Where both of our body weight was on that knife. I think the picture that we have too, it's like only the top ice cream part is cut. <laughs> it like doesn't go through, you know, the fudgy the fudgy cookie part. It's just kind of like torn away. <laughs> I just like cut the top chunk off the cake just to show everyone that it's it's pink. Who <laughs> it was right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took a okay. It had to have taken me an hour to cut that cake properly. Properly, probably. Because I'm sure we cut it to get like the reveal and then left it for a while yeah, before took, we actually it. Ate took it took me like 20 minutes to get to that point. And then like an hour after that to cut people pieces of this ice cream cake. <laughs> it yeah. was one of the most hilariously embarrassing moments for me. Because everyone kept chirping at me that, oh, Spencer needs more muscles. He can't even cut a cake. It's an ice cream cake. I don't even remember. Look, I have no memory of that. <laughs> oh, man. I do. I remember that because I had so many people chirping me. It was so funny. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And then a lot of hockey, a couple concerts. We got to do it all again. We didn't do a, a real gender reveal for Hadley, though. 
No. We had an online gender reveal for Hadley. We did it more online just because we were a little bit more busy at the same time. And even with Tinsley, like, we didn't want to know, but we had to know they wouldn't do the whole, the liability. Yeah. Um, we had to know and then keep it secret, so. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. But we did the, was the cupcakes. We, we did, did cupcakes for Hadley. for Hadley for an announcement. Yeah. You got anything else for year two? Um, well, year two, we've been heavy. We had a baby. And we took the brand new baby to Lethbridge for our first anniversary. Yes, we did. And... Mocha Cabana. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, if you're in Lethbridge... I don't think it's open anymore. No, I, I thought well, Mocha Cabana Well, I drove past it. It looked pretty empty. Oh, that's right. Remember that? I do. Guys, if you experience Mocha Cabana in Lethbridge, you know what I'm talking about. Their sweet potato fries are... were, I guess, the bomb. I don't know. Don't go spreading rumors. I don't know. Maybe they moved or maybe, like, I don't know. So don't go I'm spreading rumors. It. Hold on, guys. But we still took time, despite having a two-month-old, to go out and do lunch. And I think we went for a brief little walk before going back. Tinsley was a pretty needy newborn, so I don't think we had too long to... It is still open. See, there you go. See, don't spread rumors. Guys, go hit up Mocha Cabana. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. It's super good. But yes, but essentially, we, despite having a newborn, we created... Expectations isn't the right word. Essentially a boundary that we would put just us time away. Absolutely. Yeah, even even in that first year of marriage with a newborn and everything, we knew that we still needed to be a couple. We still needed to do stuff like this and celebrate us together. Yeah. Usually in small spurts between baby cries. <laughs> right like that like I said that one was like Tinsley would have only been two months not even um, so we jumped out for a quick lunch and a quick walk and then went back and then I'm sure we probably jumped out again we hit up street wheelers weekend that's always the weekend of our anniversary and then I took her to creation fest <laughs> yeah so my wife took my child and went to the States to a music festival while I stayed home and worked. Now, for the record, you're making it sound like you weren't invited. <laughs> I was invited. I couldn't get the time off work, and quite honestly, we needed the finances in place. Shalane was already on mat leave, so it, it made great sense. Me. It made sense. Sucked. Made sense. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good trip. That was a good trip. It was a lot. It was a lot of travel to do with a new baby. And like I said, Tinsley was a needy new baby. Yeah. Took a lot of attention. Still takes a lot of attention. <laughs> Different attention, but still a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then Tinsley's first birthday, we froze camping. Oh, yeah. 
uh, May long weekend in mountains outside of Medicine Hat. Are they mountains? I guess hills. They're not real mountains. They're not real like, water. We went camping because we tried to do the whole let's bring all the family together again. It will be great. It It will freeze your butt off. It was not great. It was (laughs) rainy. It was miserable. Everyone hid in their campers. We went home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the middle of the night. Well, I guess not middle of the night, but no, late at night. We packed up Tinsley and And drove drove home to Medicine Hat to spend the night in our own bed. To then to, just drive back. To drive back morning. first thing in the next yeah. morning. It was the best idea we ever had. <laughs> best idea of that whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Did fantastic cake smash photos. Oh, yeah. We got awesome photos. Got a zombie apocalypse photo. That was fun. Everything was so foggy. Everything looked like it should have dinosaurs or something coming out of the woods. Straight out of The Walking Dead. It was super good. Check my Facebook. I've got a picture of me running away from zombies. That that was that weekend. Yeah, it was, that one was really good. How we just kept trudging along? We did a lot of trips or spontaneous trips to Calgary. Yeah. We caught a lot of hockey games. Hit the zoo a bunch. Hit the zoo a bunch. We made it to BC at least twice. I think it was once each year. From when Tinsley yeah. was born. About once a year we were out here. That's so, why I fell in love with the West Coast. Right. So that was that was really nice. So still being able to come out here. Um and then we yeah, then we found out we were expecting with Hadley. Well really, then I went back to work. Going back to work was a huge dynamic change. Yeah, that if we're was... going in order. That was tough. Then you need to find a daycare, and then I lost my job while I was on that leave. The company went under, so I had to get a new job, which that was fine. But a year and a half of work and daycare, and that it is a whole... the decision of... Wait. If we have, or when we have baby number two, whenever that was that not planned at the time, it was, you don't want to go back to work and I couldn't fault you for it. Yeah, it was just, it was too hard. I felt like all I did was miss out on things. And I know that the dads and the husbands all feel that way too. 100%. And unfortunately, you know, someone has to make the bacon or bring the bacon home. But unfortunately... You know, sacrifices have to be made and money makes the world go round. But I had said that I will do whatever I need to do to earn income from home. But after baby number two, at least until the girls went to school kind of a thing, that I would stay home. Because that was a hard year. And I think it was a hard year on us also, like on our marriage. Yeah, it was tough. We worked opposing shifts for a lot of that mm-hmm. so we we went stretches where we didn't really see each other for a week because mm-hmm. if you could have tinsley out of daycare because i worked day and you worked night or 
I worked close and you worked open, you're going to do those. Yep. Minimizes the time when we didn't have our own kid. But then not realizing the sacrifices of the open shift is gone by 7 a.m. And the closed shift isn't home until 1030. And no matter what, at both of those times, the other person wants to be sleeping. (laughs) Yep. So... You know, it, it really changed. It really changed, and our marriage went through a big growth there, also. Yeah, it helped us set boundaries for, or more expectations rather, for the rest of our relationship. It, it ensured that we again prioritized us. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really when. You know, I, I had to dive into marriage biblically and you know, you find the, the pecking order that it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be God and then us, then our kids, and then everyone else. Right. That, that way the head of the household is solid, everything else is gonna fall into place. Exactly. And that's really when that dynamic started to set in for for me at least. That was yeah, like year two of our of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Like that's also, so just before Tinsley was born is when we really found our home church. And right after she was born was when we started getting into our connect group and started really just doing community with a few other couples that were in our stage of life that were young families and young adults. And... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, that also helped. And then Hadley came around. <laughs> and then Hadley came around. Dynamic shift all over again. I felt like that was a prolonged dynamic shift. Yeah. Because, well, right before we had Hadley, we decided to get a puppy. <laughs> yep. So Oswald was born in January, so we got him, I think it was in March. March, April. March, yeah. April in that in that timeline. And then I went on medical leave about that same time. Yep. And then Hadley, or and then we decided we were going to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Hadley was born, and we moved three weeks later. And guys, if you're looking for a time to tell your wife that you're good with only two kids. <laughs> That's not the time to do it. It was not the time to do that. Looking back at that, that could have been so much better time. I wasn't even at the house. I no, we were leaving work. Salmon Arm. No, no, no. The first time I told you, I was at work. I don't even remember that. That's how good that one was. I don't even yeah. remember that. I, I was on break from work. That's when I was at the fruit stand, and I called, and I, I was like, babe, I think I'm good with two. And before that, we were like, you know, somewhere between three and twelve, you know, we'll have a whole brood of humans, and I was like, I think I'm good at two. And I think I got the nicest way possible of, you're an idiot, try again later, <laughs> and... It's not Shalane's fault at all. No. No. Just had a baby. It was like, 
a week and a half, two weeks after Hadley was born. We were in the midst of packing and getting ready to completely uproot our land and move a province <laughs> away. This is not the opportune moment to say something like that. And then I have memory of you trying again on our drive out here. Yeah, I mean, 12 hour drive. We drove through the daytime. We stopped in Salmon Arm for my mom's wedding. It's a good time to have a discussion about this. And you know. We're trapped in a car. It's a perfect time to talk about something serious. Logically, you're right. Logically, (laughs) you're right. But in our little tiny car with the cat and the dog and the newborn and the toddler. all of our stuff packed up to our eyeballs and a postpartum everything you should have just kept your mouth shut it should have been like hey look there's a moose (laughs) but no instead we decided to have really serious conversations good times (laughs) yeah But yeah, so then we moved. Then we moved. Um, like I said, mom's wedding is in Salmon Arm. Um, mom from Alberta, stepdad um, uh, from Vancouver, family all over the place. They decided to meet right in the middle. Super good time. Got to hang out with family. Yeah, it was it, awesome. It was actually really. It was really. It was time. really good timing for us because we were able to spend a couple days and not like. Opportune and not opportune, right? You've got literally all your possessions with you. Yeah. Like I said, the cat, the dog, the newborn, all of this. But at the same time, it allowed us to break up that trip and to just have a stop halfway with a lot of family and friends and... Downtime for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was the best stressful time. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And then, yeah, we got to, like I said, we moved to Gabriola first. Mm-hmm. Well, we were supposed to move to Gabe, and we were doing, in the middle of doing a private sale in a house. Yep. And that fell through as we were leaving Calgary. Yep. So, thank you to my grandparents for letting us move into their little cottage for a few months to figure out where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do. Um, and unfortunately just with housing out here that was already when things were starting to just we're starting to ramp up be a little bit difficult to find let alone in our in a decent starting price range so we decided to sit back for a little while and just rent and we decided that Nanaimo was a better spot for us just with the girls growing up that offered just a little bit more for us better programs more employment opportunities lots of good programs for the girls like they're as you know they're in gymnastics now um, but there's a bunch of stuff in the city, so it, it made sense to move onto the large island for this stage of our life. Yeah. But while we were on Gabe, we got to take a couple trips. We did. We first flew back to Calgary for your brother's wedding. Mm-hmm. Tinsley and Hadley got to be the most adorable flower girls. The cutest flower girls ever. Yeah. That that was like the pivotal moment of, oh no, I have princesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tiaras, floofy dresses, 
Well, Tinsley loved it. Hadley was still too little to really care. Yes, but when you see them in that kind of setting, it's just like, oh no. (laughs) Yeah, that was absolutely awesome. It was such a good wedding. We also got to take a trip down to Michigan. Mm -hmm. First time for my sister's wedding. Leaving, first time flying internationally. With kids, yeah. First time for you flying yeah, internationally, <laughs> not just necessarily with kids, but yes, we we had been pretty good. Like we had flown out here a few times before, and then back to Alberta. So Tinsley had at least flown a few times. We'd flown with kids, but that was our first big one. But that turned into a great week of family at the lake. That was really nice. Yeah, was it Pentwater? Mm-hmm. Pentwater, Michigan. Beautiful, beautiful town. Absolutely beautiful. Right on the lake. Got to stay in brother-in-law's family friend's cabin. Yeah, a nice big house right on yeah. the lake that we could all fit in. Which was nice because then you just have those couple extra hands and eyes with the kids. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. It was, it was super good. And again beautiful wedding just such a good time that's when I found out for the first time that you were scared of turbulence yeah I don't actually love flying I love the idea of flying I love travel you like going to destinations you don't like the getting there yes (laughs) we flew through a thunderstorm through a thunderstorm and I did a lot of very hefty prayer Yeah, I think at one point we, like, dropped pretty significantly. Uh-huh. I remember feeling the lightning. Yeah. I mean, your your hairs get all staticky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the kids slept through it. Thank goodness. Spencer loved it. I love flying. It's and... still magical to me. I haven't done it enough. Oh, and I, yeah. I sat there and closed my eyes in prayer. It was white knuckle clinch on the armrests prayer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I love to travel. Absolutely. And, you know, after that, was it that summer, we went to Tofino. Yeah, and then we came back and we went to Tofino. We went to Tofino around your mom's birthday, so I know it was just after yeah. our anniversary. Yeah. I tried surfing for the first time. I love surfing. Mm-hmm. I'm on the wrong side of the island to do it frequently, but I love surfing. The water beat me up super hard. But first time out surfing, no lessons. Stood up, rode a couple waves. Spent more time falling off my board. Yep. But it was Long Beach in Tofino. Guys, that's a destination. Mm-hmm. If oh, you yeah. ever get the chance, go to Long Beach or Cox Bay or basically anywhere, Tofino or surrounding area. Hewlett, yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's stunningly beautiful. And I think we've done Tofino twice now. It's really, it's like it's a decent four-hour drive. Yeah. It's so far it's enough not... that you can't just like go randomly. Well, you could, Not with small, we could, but it's so, you know, we've got kids now and work schedules and everything, but you really need to like plan. It needs to be a planned day for us. And yeah. it's expensive to stay, so it's easier to just go for the day. Yeah. 
Um, so we haven't been too much. Maybe next year. This year's full. <laughs> this year's already full. Yeah. But yes, then we went to Tofino. Another big one shortly after that. We saw the Wiggles. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> we took the girls on a day trip over to see the Wiggles in Vancouver and went to the Disney store. And that was just a good, we've done a, also like a few good day trips like that to Vancouver where we just had some sort of specific something that we wanted to do and just made a day of it. And it's great. You know what? Day trips to Vancouver are great. Anything more than a day in Vancouver for me is too much. Yeah. The noise and the cityscape, it, it's too much for me. I get claustrophobic in, in Vancouver. I 100% understand that. I love Vancouver. It's beautiful. The shopping is unreal. Yep. The food options are spectacular. Yeah. Vancouver is great, but we would never survive living there. No. We're meant to be on the island. 100%. Another fun thing we did? Got matching tattoos? They're well, not matching. They're not matching tattoos. They're related tattoos. <laughs> they're nerdy couple tattoos, guys. We have guys. Harry Potter tattoos. <laughs> guys, they're nerdy couple tattoos. Yeah. They're all over my social media, too, so go check those out. They're delightful. Yeah, we've done, you know, this has been, like, it's fun to kind of look back on all our adventures, right? We've been up to Mount Washington a few times to go snow tubing. Yes. Giant tubes sliding down the snowy surface where they've, like, carved out, like, half pipes. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a super good time. You know what's not a good time? I don't know what. About the lowest point in my life. Oh, oh, I know what story's coming next. <laughs> Not a fun topic, but kind of a funny story. And again, a dynamic change in our yeah. relationship. So, a couple years back now, just before the pandemic hit, I got a vasectomy. We were done at two. Mm-hmm. You know how whenever you get anything medical done, they have to give you that paperwork that says, you know, you acknowledge that 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of people have side effects, and these are potentials that could be... Yeah. Got them all. It was a two-month, two-surgery healing process yeah. of doom. <laughs> Got the actual procedure, I believe it was October. Yes. Did my, whatever, four days at home, you're supposed to relax, whatever, whatever, everything was going smoothly, totally fine. First day I went back to work, I was tying my work boots up and just had the, not even worst pain, just like a weird feeling, like a twinge. And it was all downhill from there. Every evening we were in the hospital and doctors kept on sending us home and saying, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. 
no one could figure out what was going wrong and things just kept going worse and then they'd say maybe try this and we would try that and things would get worse we would try this and things would get worse a week later I was in the emergency room I think it was like the following Friday I was in the emergency room with the worst pain I have ever been in in my life yeah you almost passed out I was in what's called pain crisis where even like strong like opioids barely took the edge off for pain yeah kinda got that settled a week later same thing it was actually a Friday night as well I was back in the emergency room same state far worse yes it was awful Everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And they're like, okay, we need to operate. You need to get this dealt with properly. And it's going to involve a very terrifying sounding surgery where they open you up, scrape everything out, and stitch you back closed. And it's just the worst thought ever. And it was, yeah, two months where... It was two months? You were barely... You were mobile adjacent come Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it was... You were after your... I think it was approximately was, three weeks before... Yeah. Then your second... Then you had your second surgery. It was almost a week recovery in hospital. Yeah. And that dynamic just of how do you juggle two kids and work schedule with trying to figure out what your husband needs medically to, like, oh, that was a Yeah. A lot of brain power. I was bedridden for a lot after that. I... It, it was... The worst time in my life. Yeah. But got a rock star partner, and we get through. Oh yeah. We and you grow, and you learn, and you configure, and you redo things, and you set up for Christmas all by yourself. <laughs> that made me sad, but I, I I physically couldn't do it. You physically couldn't do it. I remember. You had to go into our storage space. I had to go into the storage space, which our storage space is like under our house. And it is where all the giant spiders live. It's a crawl space through the back of a closet that goes underneath our house. It's just about the most terrifying place you can think of. It's like rock floors and open beam and pipes with cobwebs everywhere. And it, yeah. It's a lot of people's nightmare scenario. Including mine. (laughs) <laughs> including mine but yep I, you know you can't go and we didn't know what your recovery time would be like and we didn't know anything like that and when you did go in for your surgery they said at least a week so I went under the house and pulled out all the Christmas stuff and put it up all by myself yep. you needed some sunshine in your life Christmas is a good way to do that. Christmas is a good way to do that. 
No, I put it up at the appropriate Christmas time. I think actually a little late. Yeah, but. I think it's the latest we have ever put Christmas up, ever. I don't even know exactly when I did it. I just know it was a little bit later than normal. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit. Dynamic change again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shifting expectations should be the theme of this podcast, I think. No, we... And how do you survive them? Oh, seriously. We were lucky. Yes. You have kids, like extra kids and work from home. And I never lost a day of work through the pandemic. So thankful. We are incredibly lucky through from the pandemic and the shift and the you know we we started reading more because we didn't leave the house so we it's it spawned it created this podcast mm-hmm. it i was able to or had better time to or better utilize time to start reading again right inside my desk <laughs> I have the book A Love Letter Life from Jeremy and Audrey Roloff which if you've listened from the beginning of this podcast you know that's that's what started this podcast was that book and their podcast called Behind the Scenes it inspired all of us yeah we put so many ch- so much change and reflection into our relationship and into our marriage it, it put words to a lot of stuff we were already doing, mm-hmm. and it helped define a lot more of our relationship. Yeah. And for that, I'm grateful. Oh, it was huge. It was huge. And has been huge and continues to be huge, right? No matter it being something big or something little, when you have that change, it's, it's good. In saying these words, it's just reminding me that we have to be thankful and find the silver linings through the hardest of times. The pandemic sucked. Still sucks. We're starting now to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's it's the things that have happened inside the pandemic that... Shockingly, I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. It's pushed communities together. It's made a lot of people realize that we need community. We're built for community. Groups like, what was that Facebook group? Is the the Ding Dong Ditch, like the care packages, the random oh, care packages? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Like, I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember what it was called now either. But like stuff like that where people just randomly blessed other people by finding their name on a Facebook group. But just like random people finding random people for the sake of just loving on them. That's huge. People yeah. were designed for that kind of love and intentionality with each other. You know, it drove us closer together. You didn't leave the house for six months. Mm-hmm. That was hard. It drove us together. Yeah. 
So I realized that social media is not good for my mental health. No, that's when you shut down your Facebook. I, yeah, you may be able to find the Fiends True Zoo on everything. I am no longer on Facebook. I am still on Instagram, but uh, you can Photo control- sharing and terrifying news sharing are very different things. Well, on my Facebook or my Instagram is filled with, you might have heard the cat there. Um, is filled with a lot of Disney influencers and family, so... It's a totally different, totally different creature. Yeah. So just having to reflect and figure out truly what you need, because you need to figure that out to survive. Beginning of the pandemic till now, so I guess about the past two years, two and a half years... Whatever it is. Timeline now. Whatever it is. What's stuck out to you for good? Like what what's the good things that have come not necessarily from the pandemic, but in the past couple of years? We've put a lot more intentionality on like us and family time. I've read I've gotten way more back into reading. Way more back. (laughs) I used to read all the time. And then with having kids, that kind of, it's hard to make that a priority. So got back into that. And then our games nights have just been truly a blessing. Sometimes it can be difficult to carve out an evening and it's always a late night. But for me as an extrovert, it's something that I need. Like I need that socialization. Um, and it was so good as well as I'm now, I now talk daily and essentially since the pandemic caught up with one of my good friends from high school that I've known since grade school. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just like essentially put out there saying if anyone wants to talk and hang out, you know, I've got time and now we're continually talking and sharing and I don't think there's been a day since you started talking again that you like at the very least didn't send like some sort of a message yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with all of that. Like it's just it's opened our eyes to what we need as a couple and what we need as a family different family times and different like how much socialization is really necessary even Mm -hmm. myself as an introvert recognizing that I need people Mm -hmm. and yeah the the big thing for me was like it created the necessity for a weekly games night with with mom and Tito and it yeah it's like it's necessary and it's so good it's rejuvenating. Like, yeah. yes, it's a late night, and yes, the schedules are always it's... difficult, and blah, blah, blah. But the quality and the relational of that is so important. It, it, it really is. And when Kevin moved here, and we did we made games night with him, too, because he's, he's here every weekend. We, we love him. He's honestly he's closer to me than any of my brothers, and He's, he's just part of our family, like our our direct family now. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just it's so good for him it's so good for us like that time between kevin and i is good like it, it past couple of years that's my highlight it's just it's drawn our immediate family to a forefront mm-hmm. yeah i think that that's also when we started bringing the analogies of our cups and really taking note of like our us cup and our me cup and our out cup and our family cup and just like that analogy of what's full and what's empty and just really having something not necessarily tangible but visually tangible to check in and be like okay where are you at what are you needing how can i help yeah 100 percent agree with that so there was a lot of good there was a lot of good that, continuing that has come it. from this really crappy situation. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's just the importance of making sure we're seeing that and not focusing on the negative. Exactly. Yeah. Being thankful for what we have and forgetting the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have anything else in your notes? That's it. We're at 80 years, babe. Yeah, I guess that does bring us up to present day. (laughs) Before we close this off, I have a couple questions. The other is always no. (laughs) (laughs) Our kids are seven and four, about to be five. What was the best birthday we've thrown for them? Last year, Hadley's Park Party. It was pretty awesome. It was just, I don't know if it was just kind of a coming out and that bit of an upswing out of COVID or what. We had a great family day at the water park with a bunch of other family. That stands out as the best birthday party so far. I agree and disagree. I agree because it was so good. It was such a good day. It was fantastic. Everything. Like, it was awesome and it was like the the significance of coming out of COVID and everyone coming together and that was good Tinsley's second birthday Minnie Mouse took everyone at our place of medicine hat yeah that was a good one too spent way too much money on balloons like $200 on balloons don't tell my wife so there's not allowed to do balloons anymore guys (laughs) rented the hot dog machine because Mickey goes oh hot dog Oh. <laughs> we had it that was a good we one went too. big that it was, was good, good. yeah you know what we didn't talk about what was my next question best holiday oh well of course it's disney yeah and i think we needed to cover disney because we've talked about it already yeah, a, lot. a couple yeah a few episodes ago when we got back from disney world we we did that one so but yes hands down best family vacation thus far disney last question what are you looking forward to in the next handful of years i am not looking forward to anything specific I'm just looking on the positives, looking on the good, going forward with my hands, my eyes, and my heart open. I like that. I really like that. 
I was going to say, you know, traveling more. <laughs> Going on a cruise in September. We'll be more on that later. But we're starting into that phase of life where our kids, we can leave them, we can do more travel. I'm really looking forward to that part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a trip coming up, just the two of us. We've never left the girls. I want to say we've left them two nights in a row. Out of necessity. Tops, it's been two nights out of a row, in a row. And we're going to leave them with the grandparents and go on a cruise. Yeah. Like I said, there'll be more on that later. I'm going to break that down after we get back. That will be another dynamic change. But yeah, Yeah. we've, yeah, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be another like monumental, just dynamic shift, I think. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Like we can't just like, drop everything and go travel the world yet no but i'm really looking forward to that dynamic in our relationship it'll be good yeah but with that i think we're gonna wrap up today i hope you enjoyed our trip down memory lane eight years of celebration between shalane and i any closing words babe it's been a slice it's been a slice (laughs) Alright guys, as always, I love you, God bless, have a great week.